All right, what do you want to watch? Easy A? I already saw it. Uh, Spotlight. I already watched that too. Powder. I already saw that. You've watched everything. Nobody watches everything. Um, <laughs> I, I think the Busey's teeth are the scariest thing about Hollywood. <laughs> like, they're like a curse that has been passed down from family to family, and there's no escaping it. <laughs> I, I think that is a very accurate thing. There is something haunting about just how big his teeth are, like... Like, Gary Busey's dad hit a gypsy with his car, and he rubbed his face and said, Teeth. <laughs> Just everyone's curse. Uh, I don't know. I I don't think I've ever seen another Busey, so I, I want to know. Like, like <laughs> Just like, I can't pass the curse on. Jake Busey looks like Pinocchio's friend, like halfway through, like turning into a donkey. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nobody Watches Everything. I'm Rick Matthews. Over there, you might recognize his voice. That's Clayton Williams. Hi. Uh... <laughs> and uh, this is Nobody Watches Everything, like I just said. Um, today, we're talking about the Frighteners. Ooh, yeah. Um, a super, super fucking, um, just a fun, or like a really pretty original movie from uh, from the fucking one and only Mr. fucking F- Jackson. I forgot his first name like a dummy just now. Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he wrote this movie with his wife, who I think is probably the brainchild behind the whole operation. Yeah. She, she seems to write most of his good movies. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Fran sense. Fran Welsh, I think her name is. Yeah, he like when you see how he works with stuff, he's definitely like a a technician, and he needs yeah. someone to be like the flavor. But uh, uh, man, I remember when I saw like like this movie came out when I was like I don't know, I was like a junior or senior in high school. Like it was uh, I saw it in the theaters because I thought I remember thinking it was going to be a straight up horror movie. I did too because I remember seeing so when I. I saw this movie on cable because I was too young, well, too young for me to go by myself to see this movie. And I remember literally, this is an image that is burned in my brain for the rest of my life. Uh, me and my friend Ryan were going to go see Kazam, the Shaquille O'Neal epic. <laughs> and okay. I saw the poster for the Frighteners at the theater at the time. And it was a holographic poster. Like, they don't really do those anymore. And you just, it was just a white, like, it would just be white. And then you would move. And then that, like, the skull scary face would come out. And I was like, whoa, what is this? This is going to be crazy. I remember that exact poster. That poster was why we went and saw this movie. Yeah. And I remember seeing it as a kid. And I was like, freaked out a little bit but i also liked it because it reminded me of like beetlejuice in that w- weird way which makes yeah sense. no for sure it makes sense with the the danny elfman at least yeah it was like because it was like i thought it was like super like because when I, I forget it's 96 so that would have been fucking 26 years ago okay Oof. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't like thinking uh, about that. I don't like that. <laughs> That's stupid. 1996 uh, was easily five years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's what I accept. <laughs> but, yeah, it. I just remember being, like, freaked out by it, but I also thought it was so cool. And this movie was, like, really high tech for the time. So I, I would yeah. like... And, like, they used to do, like, uh, Popular Mechanics for Kids, which had... I remember Jay, that. had Jay Baruchel and um, Alicia Cuthbert on, because they're both Canadian. And yeah, was she still hot back then? No. Uh, okay. No. Why no, not? It was a different time. How old was she? <laughs> she was a kid. <laughs> a fine kid. 
<laughs> I remember R. Kelly mm. saying the exact same thing. <laughs> well, somebody defined it wrong to him. That's all. Like he had, I have better friends than him. <laughs> no, that's it. And he's like, oh, see, that makes sense. No, there, there it is. <laughs> all right, fine. But yeah, they used to show like the behind the scenes on the special effects because it was like super ahead of its time, like nuts. And I remember just being like blown away by the ghost and all that. It's fucking, it was, it's a fucking rad movie. Like I was super into this movie. Like, For sure. Kid. Yeah, no, I saw it in the theaters. We went in there thinking comedy, like it's just me and buddies. And I'm sure there was, there was herbal refinements, you know, to, to beforehand to go to this movie. And we went to it and I remember like, like we got going. I was like, Oh fuck. I'm like, I'm like, is this a comedy? And then I never really answered that question because this is really, this is a really good, like, I thought it was, like, a really good, like, horror comedy really didn't exist back then, except for, like, like, it existed, but it was, like, Beetlejuice. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was that kind of a movie. So it was, uh, I was, when I was younger, you know, I was 17, I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. And I I don't remember seeing it that many times since. Yeah. Maybe once or twice throughout, like, you know, for a couple of years or whatever, but I haven't seen it in a long-ass time, at least 15 years. This was a movie that I would see a lot or tr- I would make uh, an effort to watch it when it was on because, again, it was it's so, like, slept on and a lot of people don't remember it or don't talk about the movie. So, like, when I was younger, if I saw that it was going to be, like, on TV guy, like, on the TV guy, I was like, I'm going to watch Frighteners or I'm going to try to tape it. And, like, it's also one of those movies that is that it was... Uh, it came on a lot on like Fox because it was just like you don't have cable like this. It's Sunday afternoon. Hmm. Like the Frighteners is going to be on. We don't know what we're doing. We're just putting movies on. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'll watch the Frighteners. And yeah, it was an episode of Hercules, and then Frighteners, and then <laughs> three episodes of Xena in a row, and then Mash for the rest of the night. <laughs> Dude, being poor, uh, it's for TV. Like a pure nightmare sometimes. It's yeah. Like I can't talk. Like all my friends want to talk about like old school. Like they want to like get nostalgic about like Nickelodeon shows and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look at my phone. (laughs) It's like, well, I I respect my mom so much better. Like I always respect her, but like when I think back to the times we had cable, I'm like, fuck, you were. You were a true champion for hmm. <laughs> for this because I know how much this shit costs. You're a single mother. <laughs> yeah, she made it happen. And so I was like, I got I got to have those wonderful like kid experiences with like cable kid stuff, and then I'm also like, I've seen every episode of The Nanny because I didn't have cable. So it's just like, yeah, we just where I grew up, there just that wasn't an option geographically. That makes sense. So yeah, so let's uh. Let's play our uh, let's play our intro for this uh, for this movie, and then and then we'll talk about how we feel about it now, as old grizzled men <laughs> who've been put upon. <laughs> we'll let Michael tell you what the movie is about, and then we'll tell you how we feel. Tell me about it, Mikey. After a tragic car accident that kills his wife. A man discovers he can communicate with the dead to con people. However, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. The Frighteners. Death ain't no way to make a living. Alright. Awesome. So now that we've... uh, been so glowing about it from the past. I'm just going to tell you this right now. This movie's a piece of shit now. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Michael J. Fox. (laughs) No, this movie is still fucking great to me. Like, I thought it was so much fun. It's super fun. And it's way weirder. So, as an adult and watching more Peter Jackson movies and stuff, like his old stuff before, like, all of his movies just became him doing The Hobbit stuff. Yeah. Um, like, 
Dead Alive and uh, what the fuck, Bad Taste and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You really, you really realize just how much of a Peter Jackson movie this is and also how like New Zealandy it is. Cause I'm like, what part of America does this place, like this movie take place in? Cause it looks like odd. nothing. It looks nothing like America. And, you know, it turns out he filmed it in New Zealand because he didn't feel like leaving his house. Absolutely. And it <laughs> looks just, and it's like, yeah. It's very clearly New Zealand. Like it's, it can only be the Shire and whatever else it is. Yeah, it's crazy how much Michael J. Fox just being there turns it into a Michael J. Fox movie. Yeah, his energy. Like he has an energy that is untouched by anybody else. Like we really, like Parkinson's really fucked over. Like him as an actor, but like us as fans, like mm-hmm. like we could have fucking we could have had crazy projects for Michael J. Fox. I think he had this energy and this youthful. Like no matter what age he plays, he just brought something to it. I mean, it's hard for him to play like even like kind of a con man bad guy because mm-hmm. he's so fucking like lovable and like his brooding con man. Mm-hmm. He just played like dad Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future Two. Yeah, like, he was just that character. He's it's it is funny to watch because it's like he's supposed to be a like a scumbag and he's taking advantage of people like th- so like the the premise of this is that he was in a car accident and almost died and because of that he can see ghosts and so he uses ghosts who uh, who haven't like transferred on into heaven or whatever and he uses them to get money by pretending people's houses are haunted. And that premise But, but he does it by haunting the houses. Yeah. So he's not 100% scamming them. Yeah, he is bringing ghosts to the house, which this is like the kind He's more of like thing. a mechanic that fucks your car up and then fixes it. Right, right, right. And it's like, but one of the things I think is funny about this movie is that Everyone is experiencing actual ghosts, but they still keep thinking he's a, like a con artist. And it's like, yeah. how do you explain how he would have done that? Like, do you like, 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 how do you think he could have done it on his own, where he makes your house float and all this other shit? Like he, like he's clearly poor, so he doesn't have like the tech, like technology to yeah, just yeah, yeah. and sneak into your home or the fact like there's like a part because. Uh, the the newspaper hates him, and so they wrote an article about him being a con person. This is the smallest town I've ever seen that had its own newspaper, by the way. I know. It, it was a big city newspaper. Somehow. Yeah, like headlines and shit, and it's just like, it's a town where everybody, there's one cop. Yeah, it's, it's a one town. But like, they have just... like a reporter and like the, an editor who's from England. <laughs> yeah, like I love that there's like, the idea that this woman moved from England to this small ass town to be like a hotshot like journalist is fucking nuts to me. It's weird. It's real but weird. There's a part where uh, they his friends, his ghost friends, uh, set up some business where he's haunting this rich lady's house, and her children are literally floating around the room, like floating, and then she. Like sees the like when Michael J. Fox gets there, she shows him the newspaper that says he's a fraud, and it's like, okay, if you think he's a fraud, fine. You still have a ghost. <laughs> Your baby was floating in the air Your for real. Baby still, legit floated in the air, and you have no explanation for that. How did what like? What the fuck? Yeah, it, I don't it's, know. It's like when you watch a, a movie where Santa Claus exists. But then you have to wonder, how do the parents not know that Santa Claus exists? Because it's like, you these gifts like are coming Elf. from out of nowhere. <laughs> like the movie Elf. They're like, oh, Santa Claus is real. It's like, motherfucker, you know, like, if presents ever showed up at my house that I didn't buy, I'd be like, who's fucking my kids? <laughs> <laughs> like, god damn it, what's going who's- on? Who the fuck bought you an Oculus, Max? Like, because if Santa bought you this, like, who the fuck, like, what the, like, why are you doing that? What's happening? How did he do, it's unbelievable, and why am I still spending money? Like, that's, like, like, that's the the, the crazy part of that. 
But yeah, I I think this movie is so original and and I Amanda Sinbad doesn't play um the one ghost. Oh, uh, the Clarence. Did you think that was Sinbad? Because I'll tell you this. In my memories, maybe a little bit of a maybe a little bit of a uh, what's that guy's name? Mandela effect. Like I thought it might have been Sinbad. I totally understand it because it's like. It is a Sinbad ass role. Like it is. Uh, oh yeah, it's Sinbaddy as hell. Yeah, <laughs> and it's in a, but it's Shy McBride, and he's a he's a ghost from the seventies, and the other ghost is a nerd from the fifties, which is like super funny and like odd. And then their other ghost uh, friend is a. Uh, old I need, cowboy. I, need, I need to talk about him. Oh, there! Please go on, because I, I feel I have a feeling I know exactly what you're about to talk about. Lots of stuff. Uh, this is the judge, um, played by the wonderful fucking John Austin, mm-hmm. um, who was you know Gomez oh, yes, Adams yeah. in the original Adams family. You know he was you know he's Sean Astin's dad. Mm-hmm. Wait, he's Sean Astin's dad? Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, he's like Sean Astin himself from the Shire. That explains why Sean Astin was in uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings. Then, yeah, maybe. And that also explains the Michael J. Fox stuff because this movie's produced by Robert Zemeckis. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's that's the truth of the matter. So he plays like an old cowboy type character, which is funny because I read that uh. Michael J. Fox kept blowing his lines because he kept calling him Doc. Okay. I legit first, like, I remember as a kid because of one of these behind the scenes um, things that a person said that the judge was uh, Christopher Lloyd. Mm. Like, I can see it. And I thought it was Christopher Lloyd for years up until this watching and then like looking on imdb i was like holy shit but then it's also like is it because i'm expecting to only see michael j fox working with christopher lloyd yeah apparently michael j fox felt the same way because he called him doc a bunch of times like oddly during filming and fucked up his lines but uh so he goes through a bunch of weird shit like his jaw falls off like he's decomposing as a ghost Mm -hmm. which also happens to the other guy that dies very recently yeah, but for some reason, doesn't happen to Disco Ghost. Oh, it does. So you'll see that like they're always like wet looking. They're because they're leaking. They're losing. Okay, I never really noticed that. They're they're losing. That's they say it's like the longer you're not like your body is or your your spirit is away from where it's supposed to be, you will lose ectoplasm more and more. So they oh. always look like they're sweating. Or their noses running, especially like the nerd guy. His nose, he looks like he's got like the runniest nose in the world. And I always, I was like, why are they so gross looking? And then, that like, explains it. And then, like, hearing the line, I'm like, oh shit, that's interesting okay. that you're just, you're like, you can still decay as a ghost. So, so with John, with, with John Austin here, John Austin, he, uh, he then goes, they, uh, they had to do a bunch of shit, you know, movie stuff happens. And, they go to a museum, and they're being chased by, like, it would appear to be, like, the angel of death, like, death himself, mm-hmm. you know, Black Hood, Scythe, you know what I mean? The whole thing, the whole sickle business. Mm-hmm. And then he's, like, trying to kill the ghost. He's trying to kill Michael J. Fox. He's trying to kill all these other people. Like, he's just trying to kill everybody. But at one point, <laughs> the, the the judge there, he uh, he hops into a sarcophagus with a mummy, and then uh, he comes out, and he well, first they try pulling him out. He's like, "Hang on, I'm not done yet." Yeah. And then he comes out finally, and it was it's a female mummy, and he comes out. And he's just like, "I like it when they lie still like that." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, there is ghost rape. There is like ghost necrophilia, like, which is a, weird. Like a ghost assaults a another mummy. dead body. Yeah, yeah like. I, it's one of the weirdest jokes. It was weird. It was crazy. It didn't seem right. 
And it's one of those things that I, I remember from a, as a kid where I was like, Ugh. like, like that, that's a, that's that kind yeah. of thing. Like you immediately, because they show him like humping his butt up and down, popping. Yeah. Out of the, like, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Abacus. And I remember that. Clear, I was like, Holy crap. That's, uh, that's, that's not cool looking. <laughs> so yeah. So that was weird for me. And then they kind of get rid of him right away. And then he gets killed pretty soon thereafter, like killed as a ghost. Yeah. He gets to go to like ghost heaven or whatever happens there. Yeah, because like, <sighs> like a few weird things happen in this movie. Like, here's my like one like, I love this movie, but mm-hmm. uh, here's the things that I felt weird about. Um, there's that. There is the fact that the first family that like Michael J. Fox is gonna scam is this husband and wife. He gets into it with this husband earlier when he's setting up to scam. He like runs over his lawn. Mm-hmm. And they get into an argument, and they're arguing back and forth. And then later, the house gets haunted, so they call him back. And he shows back up, and the husband's against him, and they're still going at it. Mm-hmm. And he saves the house, you know, quote-unquote, because he gets rid of the ghosts. Yeah. And then that night, this husband gets murdered by this fucking, like, this death angel thing. Right. Um, Within days... The wife becomes a romantic interest of Michael J. Fox. Like, within, like, the husband was a dick for sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, within, like, two days after the wake, like, they're, like, just, like, he's just non existent. The ghost is there. And he's even, like, what the fuck? Because yeah. Michael J. Fox is just macking on his widow. It's and it's working. So cool. It is so quick how it happens because it is, it's like, his body is literally just lowered. Like you're, su- we're all surprised as an audience that this dude's dead. But like, even the characters are all like, "Holy shit, that just happened last night! Isn't it crazy?" And they already have a funeral for him. And, yeah. And, and then it's like, I get it. That's movie like nonsense or whatever. But sure. like, it's still like she just immediately goes like, you know what? I'm going to fuck the ghost guy. Like, I have to fuck the ghost guy. Because- yeah, she's into him. She's like, let's meet for dinner. Let's, like, she's, like, trying to go out on a date and shit with him, like, yeah. right away. Yeah, and it's, like, it's supposed to be set up where she wants to talk to her, her husband. Yeah. But then it's also, like, you didn't really care about your fucking husband. Like, No, because he starts ignoring him, like, halfway through. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking, like... <laughs> Also, I love that the dude is such a dick. Like, yeah, they make him. They make it easy to root against him. Like, he lost her all this money that she had, and he was just like real shitty. Which this is a trope that I I legit hate in movies because you should know that this person's a bad person. Like, I just there is a. Point. Yeah. And I understand that there are real abusive relationships in real life, and we all sure. understand. But these are like the kind of people that you're like, I don't think there's anything charming about them. Like their character never seems charming to anyone to trick that person, especially because the their 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 like spouse or partner is supposed to be the the complete opposite of their personality of like oh they're so nice and so caring and so empathetic and then you have these fucking assholes who are just like hey guy why don't you get the fuck out of here yeah. it's like how the fuck would she per- be married to this person like yeah how'd she end up with you in the first place it was like how did fucking shitty dude in fucking Angus you know how did Vanderbeek's character get this girlfriend in the first place like right. Like why? Like if she's so great, she wouldn't have just been with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you have to have a like you. There's something about this that you were about, and you're now just um, like going back on our old movies. This dude is basically Dick from Van Wilder, like grown up. Like he's yeah. just like that guy. Like he's mm-hmm. that type of character. He where is. He's just a pompous dick. Dude. Also, the he. I forgot he was in like a TV movie playing Elvis or something. Like this movie, has he played some... Elvis in a uh, Forrest Gump. Right, right. Thank you. Yeah. Like this movie has a lot of actors who look like other actors. Like this actors, this show, this movie is chock full of nobodies. Yeah, they're they're like well off no like where um. <laughs> so this is a a, a character. Who the FBI character? I forget his the actor's name, but he's 
pretty fam- famous in horror movies. Um, yeah, he's a dude from like Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So. Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey um, Combs, yeah. So, who, if you're a horror movie guy, like Reanimator is like the it's like one of those like uh, every horror movie guy has got this movie like in his tool belt. He's got the reanimator like in his tool belt, like of like, oh, I love reanimator. Yeah, right. So it's it's this. It, when I was a kid and I saw this movie, I and like just because of the way this character looks and the way he talks, because I had never seen reanimator when this movie came out, I thought it was Jim Carrey. Huh. Like when I was a kid, I thought it was a weird Jim because like at the same time, uh, the cable guy. Okay. And so it was like Jim Carrey was on this like run of like being weird manic characters and stuff. Because he was trying to like not typecast himself in like a dumb and dumber and ace venture situation. Mm-hmm. So he was taking on weird roles. Yeah, because he was like, okay, he played the Riddler, then he played the cable guy, then it was the Truman show after this and that yeah. kind of stuff. And so I was like, Oh, this is a weird Jim Carrey role. Like for for the longest time when I was a kid, because also Jeffrey Combs, he his voice, his look, he looks like Jim Carrey in makeup. Like, see, it's funny what it reminded me of. Full circle, he reminded me in my head. Think like before I saw this movie, I was picturing Christopher Lloyd in Who Frames Roger Rabbit. I had that yeah, yeah. thing going, which is weird that it's another Christopher Lloyd. Like you thought the judge was Christopher Lloyd, and I thought the FBI guy was like I didn't think it was Christopher Lloyd, but it was very much like that character, like yeah, that weird Judge Doom, or yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. Which is hilarious. That it's, but yeah, no, it's like these weird like connections where like our brains make with movies and shit. Because you see this guy, and he's like. He's so odd looking and like He's a cool fucking character if you think about it. if you think about not like the the way the character ends up, but the fact that he was formerly like went undercover in a bunch of cults mm-hmm. and was like involved in a bunch of weird shit. Like you think this guy got fucking broken. When he takes his shirt off towards the end of the movie scars and he's he's, he's like my scars are a roadmap of pain. I'm like, yo, I'm like, horror company or not, I'm like, that's a bad motherfucking line right there. I'm like yeah, it's and it's legit creepy, like he because he is so like warped by his profession and career that he's now obsessed with yeah. Michael J. Fox's character. And I love at the end that he's a ghost. And also one of the the coolest kills in the movie, I think. Yeah, he gets one of the coolest kills in the movie. He's one of the coolest kills in movies. Because it's such a fucking... So, like, later in the movie, he gets killed by getting shot in the face with a shotgun. And his head blows off. But then his ghost's head appears. Like, immediately. Like, it's such a... I've never seen it done like that in a movie before. Like, and then, like, the body slides down, and then his ghost body stays standing. Like, it's this yeah, cool fucking thing. And it's a pretty intense scene. Like, my son, like, I watched it with with my 10-year-old, and he was like, whoa. And I was like, yo, that was cool, right? He's like, yeah, it was. He's like, that was crazy. The movie is, like, I remembered it, but I didn't remember how, like, gory. And, like, it's, because it is, this movie could be PG-13 if it wasn't for, like, some of the gore effects. And the the ghost rape, but um, the ghost because- rape will do it. Which is funny you say that because I was just reading too about this when I was researching it. Um, the movie they had him just just getting shot in the chest, mm-hmm. and uh, they they were gonna make the movie rated R anyways. So Peter Jackson figured since it was rated R anyways, he'd redo the FBI agent getting shot scene to have his head blown off the way he wanted to because if it's rated R anyways, you might as fucking well. Yeah. So yeah, he just went back and redid that to make it more gory because fuck it awesome like and it's like it's one of the most memorable kills and the so like again we're jumping around on this but this movie so what? Is us <laughs> um but the cool thing about this movie is that you start off thinking oh it's just a movie about a guy who can see ghosts and he's a con man that's a that's a great premise on its own it's a fun just simple thing <laughs> And then you have this, like, the Grim Reaper killing people because all of a sudden you see all these numbers appearing on people's heads. And the reason 
is that like there was a serial killer played by Jake Busey back in like the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Mr. Ed himself, JPC. <laughs> like his teeth. <laughs> like the first image of Jake Busey in the movie is him smiling, and it's because his mouth can't close. And <laughs> so <laughs> just it's just this he's very creepy looking. Like it... <laughs> he's like, I just made a face in the webcam in case you guys were wondering. It froze for a brief moment. Did it freeze? <laughs> yeah. That's the best. That's the best. (laughs) But (laughs) Jake Busey is this serial killer who was trying to beat other killers. And, like, so he would carve numbers into people's heads. And so as a ghost, he's acting as the Grim Reaper and killing people because there are people dying of these heart attacks that no one can understand. And they're like... They say, like, it looks like their hearts have been crushed. And it's because the ghost is just going into people's chests and squeezing their hearts. Yeah. And one of the things that I think is nuts about this movie because of how the logic works for the town folk is that people start thinking it's Michael J. Fox. And it's like, how? Yeah, what? (laughs) Like, how the fuck can Michael J. Fox crush a person's heart? You don't know. He did it to me in his guest stars when he was a guest star in Scrubs. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I this movie, you mentioned it earlier, but uh, it is so much fun to see Michael J. Fox act. Yeah, no, it's it was it was great. Like Michael J. Fox was out, he was a fucking national treasure. Like Michael J. Fox. And I'm not gonna say was because he's still kicking it. He's still doing his thing. Mm-hmm. He's not acting, but he's still he's still surviving. Yeah. He's fucking he's incredible. He is so fucking good in this movie. I mean, he's everybody's favorite. Like that's Back to the Future is almost everybody has ever met. It's one of their favorite franchises. Yeah, like he's fucking. You know, if you're old enough to watch Family Ties, if you watch Spin City, mm-hmm. if you watched, you know what I mean? Like you know, like not a lot of people watch like Doc Hollywood and fucking you know like right. shit like that, but I did. Like, I grew up in a perfect Michael J. Fox time. He's so good. (laughs) So, I was supposed to do... A friend of mine asked me to do art for him. And uh, he... This is a typo that that changed the entire thing. He wanted me to do uh, do a drawing of Doc Holliday. (laughs) From Tombstone. Yeah. And... He accidentally wrote Doc Hollywood. <laughs> so I drew Michael J. Fox with Doc Hollywood. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck is this? And I said, you told me to, you emailed me and told me to draw Doc Hollywood. It's <laughs> like, I meant to say Doc Holiday. Even better. Oh my God. I wish I still had that drug. It was so fucking funny. Now I'm imagining Michael J. Fox instead of Val Kilmer in Tombstone. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, <but laughs> All right, say when. I'm trying. I just can't. I'm not, I'm not good on a quick draw anymore. It's, uh, I mean, in Back to the Future 3, kind of? Yeah. I mean, kind of? Like, dude, is everything surrounding Michael J. Fox? Is, this, is he the nucleus of, of everything? I feel like he is. Maybe. He, I'm not going to say he's not. He's like I so I think we we I've said this I talked about this show on this podcast you talked about it too Rescue Me like when he was on Rescue Me oh fuck like yeah and he's I just love like Rescue a Me. guy in a wheelchair who's like banging uh, Dennis Leary's wife and it's so he's so good in it and he's just like talking shit or him on um. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, he like I mentioned Scrubs. Like Scrubs, it's Scrubs is a show that gets a lot of shit. I happen to think it's one of the best shows ever it is. ever it's, done. It's, it's it's incredible. It's a great like fucking I show. love it. It's got more heart. Like I've gotten emotional watching Scrubs more than any other show ever. And oh, I'll, totally. I'll fucking die on that hill. I cry um, all the time watching Scrubs. Rescue me too. Rescue me is such a good fucking show, man. What mm-hmm. good fucking? Maybe it's just because Michael J. Fox showed up. He made it perfect. 
Yeah, he's he's got to touch stuff that you like. He's just going to be in it. Like, Do you know the Frighteners was Michael J. Fox's last movie? Uh, yeah. Like it was the last movie he started. in. Yeah, he got he was sick of spending time away from his family. So when he was done here, he came home and he moved his family to New York and they did Spin City. Mm. And uh, that that's when he started Spin City is when he got back from here. And the Parkinson's was started. Like, we didn't know he had it yet, but he knew he had it. Mm. And you can tell the way they shoot some scenes in Frighteners. You know what I mean? They don't focus a lot on hands and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. they, he kind of, like, I don't want to use the, because I feel like it's disrespectful, but, you know, like, his, you know, like, the herky, like, just, like, oh. the way his hand, like, the way his body moves. Yeah, he you can tell. Hand. But and it's, like, in but because of his performance and because of, as a character. Yeah. It's, like, he is a wiry guy. Like, he's a. Yeah. Like, his, and his, I didn't know it then, so I didn't even notice. But knowing now that he was already diagnosed for like a good like four years, you know what I mean? He already had like symptoms. Oh, like dude, it was just it, like I'm just like, oh man, I can see it a little, not a lot. You know, it's not like I was like, oh my god. But what's crazy is it? So you said like him playing like a a, a dirtbag con man kind of guy. He is playing the the dad in Back to the Future too, down to like when they show. Uh, they do flashbacks of yeah. him, and he's got just like the long hair, and he's wearing the suits, and he's like playing basketball, and it's like all the same mannerisms that he did as like future Marty uh, McFly. Like he's doing that kind of stuff, and he has that look, and you would never know he's sick or has that like he has any like inflection because he's playing the character so well, and it's such a like. It's so it's such a bummer that we don't we didn't get to see him like play villains like that or or, or like because I think we would have you know like most actors you know what I mean he would have done some other shit he would have mm-hmm. like if he wouldn't have gotten Parkinson's I can honestly say it could have probably been Ozark with Michael J Fox oh that you know what I mean been... instead of Jason Bateman you know what I mean because right. not the Jason Bateman he's so good in that show I wouldn't want anybody else but that's a thing that Michael J Fox could have been in Michael J Fox could have been fucking Breaking Bad. Do you know, you know what I mean? like who knows? Like I'm glad you said that because I legit feel like Jason Bateman has Michael J. Fox's career. He was in Teen Wolf 2. Yeah, he was in Teen Wolf 2. That's what I was gonna bring up. It's like, so you were both like child stars or like popular teen stars of the 80s. Like at the same time, then you were in the yeah. same franchise. You kind of look alike. Enough. Like, you look alike enough, and then you have, like, you both have, like, these hiatuses and then come back uh, with TV, and that's when your career starts to pop, but because Michael J. Fox stopped his career because of health and his family, and then Jason Bateman got to be a leading man out of nowhere because of, like, having that same kind of, like, charisma. That, like very uh, friendly every man, but not like Paul Rudd every man. You know what I mean? But like his mm-hmm. own style of like every man. Like because then, Paul Rudd's cool. Jason Bateman's not cool. No, Michael J. Fox isn't cool in that way. That like because like if you think about it, like they try and make Marty McFly cool in Back to the Future, but like, yeah. Marty McFly's not cool. No, like you know what I mean? Like they try their best, but it's like Michael J. Fox isn't cool like that. Yeah, Michael J. Fox is like a god you think is cool. But he's not, he's, you think he's cool because you like him. But yeah. he's not, like, traditionally a cool guy. Like, he could be super cool. Like, yeah, we could have seen, like, I don't know, I would have liked to have seen him playing, like, the dad in shit. You know, I would have liked to have mm-hmm. seen that, like, next, that, like, next step. But, you know, obviously, life, life took its own way. But I would, I feel like he would have been in that movie, The Gift, that Jason Bateman was in. Like, that, mm. he could have been that character. You know, yeah, like, no, I think anything that Jason Bateman was in, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but I don't know. Uh, like it was fun to not like he didn't. They didn't cast a lot of people in this movie. That I knew of. Like, I had to look almost everybody up. Except for, like, D. Wallace, obviously. Yeah. Like, you know, just just being a Lost Boys guy. Mm-hmm. Not Lost yeah. Boys. No, she was in a... 
She was in like the Howling. She was in Cujo. She was in ET. She was. Yeah, in she was fucking... everyone's mom in the in the eighties. Yeah, but like she's also like attractive. Yeah, she's like not like this movie is. It's funny because like you see her and she's <laughs> so she plays Jake Busey's girlfriend, who throughout the movie they keep cutting back to her because uh the main love interest who is not uh what the fuck is that woman's name the chick from uh a france like what is her name from uh holy shit like from groundhog's day like she looks just like oh the chick from she's got a boy andy mcdowell yeah andy mcdowell she looks just like andy mcdowell she does look like andy mcdowell i was trying to figure out who she was I was like, why do I know you? And I couldn't find out why I knew her, but I knew her. Yeah, she looks like Annie McDowell. Trini or, Alvarado. Or uh, my, my wife said she also looks like uh, uh, Lilith from Frasier slash Cheers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a lot of people who just look like other people who aren't really doing anything. Like, yeah, she hasn't done shit. Like, she hasn't done... She's done, like, sporadic stuff here and there. It looks like she wasn't that much of an actress. Yeah. So, she she is a doctor, and she's checking in on Dee Wallace's character. And she was the girlfriend of Jake Busey. He was a serial killer. And the mother's constantly warning uh, not <laughs> Annie McDowell uh, <laughs> about... Like, hey, you don't understand my daughter. She's crazy, this, that, and the third. And come to find out, it's because she was part of the killing spree. Like, there was yeah, she was just spree. as guilty. Yeah. And she kills, uh, she killed um, Michael J. Fox's wife. Like, like. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They, they, everyone suspects Michael J. Fox of doing it, but they couldn't prove it. Turns out it was her the whole time. Yeah. And so you have this twist where you find out that she is actually crazy and still helping Jake Busey, which they have this weird scene where he's like feeling her up and it's real creepy, but also like, it is a little hot. A little hot. <laughs> Cause I was like, I've never been like attracted to her like that. Cause she's always been someone's mom. Like it's just like, this, yeah. such... I'm attracted to everybody that's ever been felt up. Like, I don't know. Once, <laughs> once you're in kind of a sexy scene, I'm into it. Like, Exactly. When Kathy Bates got naked in the hot tub and about Schmidt, I was like, all right, looks like I want to fuck Kathy Bates. <laughs> there is, it literally is a, 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 it's a, it's a trick of the mind where it's like, this, this is going to be the first time anyone's ever just shown someone to be portrayed as attractive. And you're like, I get it. Like, you've never thought about them ever. Like, I think it's because you're... in About Schmidt, Kathy Bates is down to fuck. And if somebody's down to fuck, that makes you attractive. Yeah. Like it's that it's that slut energy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. you see a girl, you're like, yeah, she's a she's whatever. If someone's like, yo, that girl's a slut, you're like, she's hot as fuck too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, girl? <laughs> I don't know. Do people still say what's up, girl? To girls, I've been married forever since the beginning of time, so I don't know if that's. I don't think they ever should have. <laughs> well, back in the 90s, when I was growing up, listening to 311, wearing my Oakley alien rep sunglasses, I'd be like, what's up, girl? You like my jinkos? I can fit six people in my legs. You want to be number five? What's up? <laughs> I got all kinds of room to breathe in here. My balls have never been fresher. <laughs> want to listen to 311 again with me? <laughs> And now we're all back to Angus. <laughs> Always. But this... <laughs> but, so, they're trying to... So they figure out who the killer is. Because, like, Arlie Ermey is in this movie. And I also, you, you mentioned that there aren't a lot of, like, famous people in it. And I think a big reason why is because this is all special effects. This movie is... So heavy. this movie had a pretty expensive budget for back in the day. Like how much was, was it? Um, I think it was like thirty million dollars. Okay, yeah. Which for ninety nine six for ninety six is is pretty fucking big. Yeah, especially because like it's all on the screen. You're watching like 
cutting edge computer special effects that like people had not seen before and you have all this stuff and then it's like okay well the cast is mainly people you don't know so it makes it a lot easier like we'll cast people who look like someone you might know but you don't but and then michael j fox you don't yep michael j fox is what brought everybody in because it's michael mm -hmm. j fox i've never met anyone who's like man fuck michael j fox he sucks yeah uh and (laughs) i fight that person i would fight that person like, there's something the wrong with you. There's something wrong with you if you're like, yeah, I don't, Michael J. Fox kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, it had a $30 million budget and the movie made $30 million. <laughs> so it broke even. And it broke even, money. but the studio was still happy with it. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. people liked it because it was critically, the critics loved it, the fans loved it, but, you know, it fucking, yeah, it, you know, uh, it was, it it was rated R. What do you mean it's rated R? Like, it's, it's hard to... It's a hard to sell because it's it's such a different and odd movie. It is such an odd premise. And because again, you're like, holy shit, there's a serial killer and now he's a the Grim Reaper and there are ghosts and there's like a army drill sergeant ghost who keeps ghosts from leaving graveyard. Army Army is so good. He's good and like also I lo- there are some ghost kills in this movie too. Because like, because you can be killed as a ghost, and then yeah, they're like, good. And like the 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 evil like the shitty boyfriend or shitty husband guy, the Elvis dude, like how he gets killed. I remember it so well because he gets his face cut off, and then his ghost skin is just thrown on the hood of a. Oh car. yeah, like it was like just like yeah, it was like a so, rubber suit. It was so weird. It was like it reminded me of like Men in Black when uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio turns into the bug. Like, Edgar. oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he just like pulls skin. I was like, it was like fuck. And then like uh, Arlie, or Arlie Ermy, or what the fuck? What am I? I can't. Why can't I say this man's name? Uh, you know, you know, Drill Sergeant. He gets Arlie cut Ermey? in half. Yeah, Ari, Ari. Yeah, fuck. Why is my brain falling apart on his name, Arlie Ernie? Like, I don't know. I th- he has a fucking weird name. Like his name is it's like weird because the- like, his middle name he goes by his middle name with just the first initial, and R Lee doesn't go together well. And then his last name. But is- man, is he great or what? He's super good, and like he's only ever played one character. Like. We've never seen Arlie Ermey in anything where he wasn't this character. Like, he's always drill sergeant or, like, football coach mm-hmm. or arm, retired army guy or, you know, like, I think his best role is in Saving Silverman. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm gay. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I think coach. he's definitely, like, if you need a hard ass or something, I forgot what movie he plays, like, a racist. Full metal. Oh, full, I don't know. Probably he's a southern man, so everything. Yeah, he's he's definitely like a tinge of like a, a not a, a good old boy. Uh. Yeah, I mean he's got a, he's got that southern. He yells a lot, and he's southern. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine them marching with them going across Selma. You know what I mean? Like, like he's the guy on the other side of the bridge yelling. Like he's hard early. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, I just broke inside. That is so fucking funny. Hard earlier, motherfucker. That's so good. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Fuck me over a rug. That's great. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, he's, he gives an awesome performance. I think, like, we've making, we've been making fun of Jake Busey's face a lot. <laughs> we have. We have. But he's also, he's doing really good in this movie. Like, he's... He's no, I didn't say he's not a good actor. I just say he looks like a goddamn fucking ghoul. Like yeah. it's just it makes it it works perfectly because he's fucking he's weird. great. He's and he's like he's creepy and he's always like writhing. And one of the things I think is cool about this movie how they how they did it, which makes it 
everything feel 10 times odd. Like, is that all the ghost stuff was shot on green screen? Yeah. And then, like, they're placed into their scenes. So they're always, like, a little bit off, and they can always, like, rather than, like, when you see, like, a normal movie and they just have to double expose a person to make them see-through, you have these actors performing in this space so that they always have, like, an offness to them. Like, and when they interact with something, no, they're just, like, going through it naturally, or they're not, like... I would imagine that the sensation of like being touched by a ghost would be odd like that. So it's like when he's like filling up his girlfriend, like he, mm. you can see her like acting because mm. she's not, and it's just, it's fucking weird. And like also because his big ass teeth and his crazy eyes and, and he's like a fucking loon. And like the movie's ending is, is like where it gets really like, cool as shit no when they go to hell that's like yeah my son like i like watching i like when i can watch a movie with him Mm -hmm. because he's very much like me like it's like you know it's like a dad thing to say oh the kid's like me but like i watch him and the way he watches stuff like he watches stuff the way i watch stuff Mm -hmm. and like like he watched it he was like dad that scene was really cool and kind of scary I was yeah. like, yeah, it really was. Like, it stopped being a comedy. When this movie stops being a comedy, it stops being a comedy abruptly. And, yeah. then, like, it's like fucking all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, that shit just got serious. Because it's, it's really, because it's like, yeah, the when they go to hell, it's a great depiction because, like, so part of the movie is Michael J. Fox decides he's going to try to ki- kill the ghost because it's, oh, it seems only a ghost can kill a ghost. In, in the logic of this world. Yeah. And so he has uh, not Andy McDowell frees him. And then he is, he fights uh, Jake Busey. That's how he finds out that it's like who Jake Busey is. And he, so then he has to get sucked back into his body because fucking um, the FBI guy is like, yeah trying to get actually kill him and there's like it's real wild and but once it gets to the end because uh michael j fox dies again he dies twice in this movie and like he gets choked out yeah with a with a shotgun by d wallace and then he goes to heaven and he decides to snatch d wallace's soul out of her body, which yeah. is like such a cool fucking like thing. And then they all get brought up to heaven. And then it's a great way of like, I feel like this is a great like metaphysical ending for this type of movie because he grabs him and then Jake Busey grabs her and trying to keep her. De- and then they get sucked up through like the, the, the tunnel to heaven, whatever, the, the like, tunnel, the, like to the afterlife. And then you find out like Michael J. Fox is not, his time is not yet. And then you see them like uh, the bad guys escape and then they get fucking just ravaged by demon, but harpooned by like demon mouths. Yeah. Demon worms who are just like eels ripping through their eyeballs and their mouths. And then a giant dick monster just swallows them whole and brings them down to hell. I was like, fuck, that's a, (laughs) That was something. Yeah, it was like, it was kind of scary. Like, the same way, like, in Ghost, when those, like, black things drag you to hell. That shit's fucking, Ghost isn't a scary movie. That fucking part is. Those scenes are, yeah, those are, like, legit, like, spooky as shit. I think it's because, it's like, we're just always, even though I'm, like, kind of, like, an agnostic kind of guy. Like, I'm still, since I was a little kid, I'm afraid of getting dragged to hell. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, like. It's not cool. Like, there's, like, a funny thing of, like. When, because uh, I, I listen to metal, and then a lot of people are all, all, like, especially in metal culture, they're super well, like, yeah, hell's cool and shit. And not on a, like a biblical thing, but like, it's fucking scary. Like, it yeah. sounds like there's something, there's like just descriptions of how someone has to word where it's like, imagine not being able to see and you're on fire. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, there is no light, but you're on fire. Like, like, 
Yeah, there's not even the light from the fire. Like you're, just, dude. Yeah, even Lemmy Killmuster when he was about to die was probably in his head. He's like, God, I hope I don't go to fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby Jesus, go away. <laughs> like, like, like it's wild, and Do you like my Lemmy impression, by the way. I just, oh, I did. I I love a good Lemmy. Like, <laughs> hello, uh, like he has an odd, but like I love. I love Lemmy. him in uh, in Airheads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one. I could see that movie coming back up in the old oh, podcast oh. futures. Let's put that on the board. Put it on the bulletin board of maybe, maybes. <laughs> <laughs> but I th- this movie, because it's, it's really weird. Like, I feel like we haven't really described the movie, but it's... Uh, it's a feeling. It is. It it made me feel like a kid watching it. Like one hundred percent. I think again, it helped because I was watching it with the kid. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. Because I've like I've never like I've showed this was uh, uh, Jen's first time watching this. Did she like it? She thought it was okay, but I. Okay. I, I but I also understand because it's like it's, it's from ninety six. Like it's ninety. It's, it's it's such a product of its time. And not like it has like because there's like there's elements where I feel like the studio thought they were trying to make it a little cooler. Like they have Sonic Youth on the radio at one point, yeah, and like the whole soundtrack. It has that class. It has that like that uh, energy that a lot of '90s horror movies started doing, where they were like, "We're gonna have like these cool alt bands do." Covers. I think it's because they realized who was watching. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, this is white people, you know, generally like or like just like at least alternatively type people in in their twenties, you know what I mean? Let's let's oh. get Sonic Youth, let's get fucking the replacements, let's get fucking, you know, like shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's just and thing yeah, you. it was it was the vibe. And like as much as it's like I feel like we're not necessarily saying anything like about like detailing the movie, it's a thing you have to see. Like yeah, guys, if you haven't watched this movie yet, if you just listen to the podcast to listen, like, fucking, like, sit back, like, get, don't even do it by yourself. Like, so many movies are better to watch with people. You know, yeah. like, like it's better. Like, if you guys have kids, if your kid's old enough, and I would say 10 is old enough, you know what I mean? Because the gore we talk about, it's not like there's blood and guts all over the place. Yeah. Like, it's, just sit with your kid, sit with your buddy, watch this movie, and just really fucking, like, it's fun. I it's said fucking this- fun. I said this is Jen. This is like a perfect kids' first horror movie. Like it, it is it because is. it's it's whimsical and a little silly, and it's it's like again, it has a lot of Tim Burton esque things. If there are like elements that you could literally remove, and it would not change the movie, and it's like okay, cool, like you get to see this, and it's gonna get a little spooky and a little scary at these parts. But that's the point. You're supposed to get a little scared, but it's also not going to traumatize anyone. It's never. It's never going to be like a ah, like I can't. Yeah. You're, you're never going to. Yeah, you're not going to have a nightmare. You're just yeah, exactly. You're just going to fucking. You're going to be happy about it. But yeah. I so yeah, go watch it. I recommend it. I couldn't recommend it enough. This movie was fucking fun. It holds up big time. I might even like it better now than I did then. Yeah, I, I, I was like, because I was just giddy. Like, when I was watching it and I texted you, I was like, dude, I love this movie. I And, like, I was so happy that you're, like, watching it with your son. Because that's a fucking cool-ass experience to have. Like, th- there's something about, like, horror movies or, like, odd comedies that are just really good to share with people. Like, genre movies are yeah. so good like, to share. When else is he going to get a chance to see this movie? Like, if I wouldn't have shown him this movie <clears throat> right now, there's zero chance he was one of his, like, you know, friends were going to introduce it to him. But now, <clears throat> now when he's older and has a friend over, he could be like, because I bought it digitally to have it. <clears throat> he could be like, yo, let's watch The Frighteners. His friends will be like, what's that? He'd be like, yo, you guys are going to love this shit. And then, yeah, like, just to keep it moving forward a little bit. And like, I don't want a movie like this to die. I don't. That's the that's the big thing. It's like this is a kind of movie that because it didn't have a like it its pop culture like uh, bona fides are not the same as everything. Even though this is important, it's like it's and it was cult for a little while. 
Mm-hmm. But even that died out. Like, I remember, like, you know, like right after it came out, kind of like 98, 99, 2000 in there, people yeah. would talk about this movie. Everyone owned the VHS because the cover was that cover yeah. you're talking about, that poster. Mm-hmm. It's that white with the face pressing through the fucking white. That was, that was the poster. That was the DVD cover. That's the Blu-ray cover. Like, that's the cover. People bought it then just because of that. They yeah. rented it because of that. You walked by it in Blockbuster and it followed you. You know what yeah. I mean? With the hologram face and you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Dude, yeah, that and that's also like a thing about the fact that there aren't video stores anymore. There isn't yeah. that thing that really you don't buy or rent a movie just based on the cover. And the, yeah. we used to, I used to do that shit all the time. And like even now with like Netflix and stuff, you're seeing the cover, but it's not that visceral experience because you can. You're like it's always at my ready. Like seeing this cover in a, in a blockbuster or. Well, that's why you went and saw it. Yeah, You went and saw it because of the cover. I went and saw it because I didn't just sit around. You couldn't just sit at home and watch trailers. Yeah. You either saw a commercial on TV for the movie or they were in the beginning of a movie. You know, they'd have like, the you know, please stay tuned for the following previews before our feature. Yeah. And you'd get pumped. You'd be like, ooh, previews. Like, let's see what we got. I would love for that to still be a thing. Like, Netflix, if you want to. You still get it at the movies. Thank God. Thank yeah. God they didn't take that away. Yeah, you get it about the movies, but there's also like, so Netflix has a uh, uh, a category called '90s movies, and they have a lot of those. And I would, it would be so smart to just you have all these other movies, put the trailer up, put another movie's trailer before you watch. You the can movie. skip it, you know. Give yeah. the you know, you can give the option to skip it, whatever. But if you if somebody sits down and says, "I'm going to watch Pulp Fiction," because I've heard about it so much, if you throw a preview for Reservoir Dogs. Or Jackie Brown, or just another movie like that. Yeah. Some, like some, I'm imagining like if I can't imagine what 18 year old Rick Matthews would have done with Netflix. Like my mentality then, I would have watched movie after movie after movie. And if they would have suggested another movie, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rent Clerks and I'd watch the movie I saw in the preview before Clerks, and then I'd watch the, a different movie based on that. And then yeah. the next thing I know, while you're watching like indie movies, that you can only get at like the secret video store, like on like the back alley. Right. I and I and I. There's a I miss when Netflix streaming first started because it was a lot grungier and it was like hey we don't have a high, like a large catalog so you, I got to watch some weird shit on Netflix when it was still new like like that streaming where you're like the fuck is Demon's Kiss and then yeah. like like that kind of shit it's like oh, okay, or just, like, weird Russ Myers movies were just mm-hmm. happen to be on, and, like, so, I just don't want anyone, like, if there's anything that we can do with this, and I'm glad we don't really spoil a lot, even though we talk about it, watch this movie, like, yeah, share it with your friends, share it we with... We didn't ruin a lot, like, you know where the movie's going when you start watching it. Yeah, you can tell what's happening. It's not like it's like a big surprise f- movie, but it's like it's the experience is where you need to watch it. Like us talking about it, I, I hope you have fun with this, but I hope it makes you want to watch this, and I hope it like has a, a surge of people watching the Frighteners. Yeah, motherfuckers, get out there and watch watch Dead Alive. Yeah, watch all Peter Jackson movies. Yeah, watch Peter Jackson pre King Kong, yeah. like pre like pre like. Pre Lord of the Lord of the Rings is great, you know what I mean. But watch like Peter Jackson was fucking. He just liked way making quirky movies before he like started getting buckets of money. Like he just made really quirky, weird, fucking oddball movies. Yeah, watch pre money like <laughs> Peter yeah. Jackson. Um, all right, yeah. I'm happy with this movie. Watch it, you guys. It holds up. It's great. It Thank you up. for all your input. Thank you for all your like. I've gotten some good uh, messages. We've gotten some good emails. Thank you for your you know your comments. Thank you for your like rating and you know rate and share and leave a review and be our best friends and nobody watches everything on Instagram and nobody watches something bullshit on Twitter it doesn't matter um <laughs> two followers and we're both of them I think so we're talking to us um but check us out like hit us up on our Facebook page you know like us on there and just share us guys hit a little share button it takes two seconds to share and be like hey this is funny send you know it's not that big of a deal um. Give us an idea on what you would want to pay for if we were going to have a Patreon. Like, what would you be willing to pay for? Yeah, seriously. You, know, you want to do ASMR, Clay, Clay, and Rick? Yeah, 
Tell we'll us. lick each other's beards on fucking high def fucking microphones. <laughs> nah. Look at those ones that sound like ears. Like mm. they, they, they just yeah. yeah. We'll get we'll those. Hit, do pop rocks and fucking lick each other's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't skirt. We we'll twelve thousand grams of medical cannabis and then just get in a hot tub. Ooh. <laughs> Not even on camera. We'll just tell you guys about we, it after. Like, we don't even understand. <laughs> we'll do that and then we'll pot about it the next day. <laughs> we both almost drowned and we didn't even get in the tub. Yeah, That's we didn't how- even. <laughs> Rick drowned in a huggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he found the last huggy and he yeah. tried to. Eat it. All right, you you got a movie for us? Oh yeah, let's fucking! I got a movie. I got a movie. I was uh, I was actually just cruising around Disney Plus the other day, looking for something to watch, and I came upon this, and I wanted to see if this is what you wanted to watch, and I think it will be. Um, do you remember 1993's Disney's Three Musketeers? Yeah, with like, uh, Kiefer Sutherland and Charlie Sheen and Oliver Platt and Chris O'Donnell. Oh yeah, fuck yeah! That, that's, that's what I want to watch, man. That's what I was. I loved that movie hard when I was a little teenager. Okay, yeah, I've seen that movie like maybe once. Like I think they uh, played. I used to watch it on tape like a motherfucker. I would just fucking watch it and watch it and watch <laughs> it. Like not like crazy, crazy, but like I'd. But it would be like my fucking like sitting around at 14 like i'm just like oh i'm just gonna watch fucking watch three most tears and then at some point i'm gonna pause it and jerk off to rebecca mornay's boobs you know what i mean like that's <laughs> i mean who hasn't done that <laughs> at least one time i know for a goddamn fact i have just pause it on remember just pausing on cleavage was enough to jerk off to oh. that's what i'm gonna reminisce about i think <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want I, I want to watch it with my kids and shit, so I can watch this and then get their reaction, and then we'll talk about it, and it'll be fun. All right, yeah, I'm down. I and it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, awesome. Okay. I think that's where I seen it. All right, well, guys, next week, um, Disney's Three Musketeers, and I hope I watch the right one because I feel like there's like 14 Remember, Disney Keepers Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Just yeah. IMDb Rebecca De Mornay's cleavage, and it'll be hand, <laughs> it'll be hand the rocks to cradle in this. Like it's perfect. Has a separate IMDb. Yep. <laughs> Risky business. Hand the rocks to cradle. <laughs> yep, it's got its own little little thing. All right, so. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, please watch the Frighteners. Please. I am DB. I mean them boobies. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the best. We love you. By the way, you can follow me if you want on Twitter. I tweet a lot more than our thing does. Uh, it's underscore Rick Matthews. By the way. Yeah, and I'm a Clay Fighter one on Twitter. So yeah, follow us. Yeah, follow us. We tweet. Just we don't tweet as nobody watches everything, but we tweet about nobody watches everything. So yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> but seriously, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah.